Hey. That's how we start. Oh, that was good. This one literally tastes like a birthday cake, but like with chocolate frosting. All right, so now you have to give some backstory. What well, are you eating, Shannon? Right, well, what are you talking about? I'm eating macarons. I'm going to say it like that because we were just joking. <laughs> <laughs> we are just joking about how macaroons are something else. Um, no, I am eating macarons. I have a horrible French accent. I'm very sorry. Um and they're very good. I'm eating one that was a is a churro flavor, which is insane. I'm like living my best life. Also, I can't tell. I did just post a story. Okay. It was my own story. Sometimes I accidentally post on the Instagram, our Instagram. Uh, Maybe I almost did that yesterday. Or vice versa, where I'll post a very, very specific bachelor thing on my Instagram. And then I'm like, oh, shit. Because like three people will see it. I'm like, I'm sorry. You saw me be unhinged <laughs> about this TV show um, that has its hold on me. On us. But whatever. Anyway, these macarons are amazing. And um, shout out to the Bearded Baker in Brooklyn. Not SpawnCon, but small biz <laughs> and delicious. Love so. it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yum. But um, less sweet was this fucking episode of the show <laughs> but it's like how I, did I feel because we talked last week about how it was like meh, like it was like a meh episode and boy did they deliver no, this like week they, <laughs> they gave it to us they did not hold back on any drama they literally gave it was like i had no pro- time to process Anything that kept happening over and over and over and over and over. By the time the episode was over, I was like, holy shit, where did the last two hours of my life go? Yeah. I can't even – I forgot Nick Vial was there. Like, everything was truly chaotic. I – um, yeah. But, uh, wow, yeah. What an app. What an app. With a lot of wild stories. A lot of wild stories. Some, some, some good ones. Some important ones. I can't wait to talk about uh, them. You know that that date is and my... also some horrible ones because men are horrible. But You know I've got some thoughts mad. that I absolutely need to share about oh, one of the men on this group thoughts. date. <laughs> yeah, um, but, but. Uh, before we jump into the episode, I want to give a quick disclaimer because yes, everybody... I, if you're listening to the podcast all the time, you've heard me say it over and over and over, but any of the like bad behavior I discuss of any of these men and also good – like so, okay, we're obviously – this is a future trigger warning, but we're obviously going to talk about sexual assault because of what happened on the episode. We're going to talk about like spouse death, lots of like – pretty heavy things, um, cheating, even like abu- uh, verbal abuse. Like we're going to touch on a lot of these things. So it will be a lot. And I don't want anyone to think if I mention astrology in these contexts, I don't want anyone to think that I'm equating these people's behaviors with their charts. No one is born to do any of those things to, you know, anything. So what happens to them happens Anything, anything like that can happen, especially when it comes to sexual assault too. That specific story, like no, things can happen to us. It's not written in the stars, but what is written in the stars is how we respond, the kinds of things that happen in the aftermath of like this event to our life 
giving us like the like shaping the rest of the way we move. So that being said, I probably won't try. To, there won't be a lot of discussion about like astrology and those really tough things. But I just wanted to give the blankets moment because I don't want anybody to think that I am a heartless astrologer. Over right. Here. Like, none of that. None of that coincides. We've said but, it before, um, and we'll say it again. Yeah. The chart is a blueprint. People make choices. Yes. Um, good or bad choices. Yes. And also people have things happen to them that are literally are not their choice either. So that also, again, that's not because of your chart, but also the things that happen to you. The choices then, other yeah, people are making. Way, right. Right. Exactly. So um, anyway, uh, that being said, I'm just like feeling really good uh, about how I, I was able, I knew, I knew, I knew. I knew about some of the some of the men, some of the shit that, that popped out in this episode. If you just go, if you listened to our preview episode about the men when I was just looking at the charts, you'll know, you'll know that I knew. I knew that some of these men were gonna be fucking shady. And I know that I know that we don't all wanna make assumptions on people's charts and da 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 da. But men can't be trusted and most most of the time they do uh, act out the worst parts of their chart. Very obviously. That's why men and women of, you know, Zodiac sign seem so different. Also, uh, patriarchy. But anyway. Well, that's why I can't, wait to talk I can't wait to talk about my, when we get there, of course. I'm not trying to skip ahead. Yes. But I cannot wait to talk no, about okay. my least favorite player. We have a lot of DMs that we have to respond to in this episode with my thoughts. I need to make my appearance, or my very rare appearance on our Instagram story. Very clear. I have to add it some context because I I said some things that people might think are wild. But I'm really curious for you to tell me about his chart as we talk about the things that I say that I noticed. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to be like, I saw him do this and this is something that not everyone else saw. And you're going to be like, well, let's talk about this. Yeah, I I definitely could theme this episode as – water sign men bullshit okay but with like some some dose of the air because thomas is a super heavy air sign but there's a water sign in there that's extremely important and on display tonight so i'm excited but um anyway that being said let's fucking go let's get into it let's Um, do it yeah, let's do it. So, where did we even fucking start this episode? We picked up. Oh, right. Carl. Yeah, I'm Carl. <laughs> Poor Carl. See, I forgot about him because I didn't be able – I wasn't able to process any of this shit because everything moved too, too fast. Too much happened. It got Carl. The Carl thing bothered me especially because they really could have just given us the rose ceremony last episode because the Carl – there was nothing pre-rose ceremony that needed to be seen – you know what I mean? Like, it was all the same. Like, dude, what? Oh, bro, 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 right, bro. It bro, could have bro. been a preview, like or it could have been like a previously on. It didn't need to be the first yeah. five minutes of the episode. Exactly. And um, that being said, because then again, she then obviously Katie is like, I don't have the time or energy to give to any of these other conversations. So we're going straight to the rose ceremony. Uh, fuck you. But before that. The shoulder to cry on. Greg. Greg walks in to comfort her. 
Um, I hate this. And I don't even have a note on what they said. I don't think there was anything really that mattered other than him being there. But I just – producers. I So, Jess, I just finished – and I sent you that. I sent it to yes. you. But I just finished reading the, um, the Rachel Lindsay piece in The New Yorker, which is – required reading for anybody who watches this television show holy shit some of the shit she says in there is like like wow wow so that being said there was a moment where she talks about it in her in this thing in this piece it's a it's written from first person point of view like i i i like so she's writing it or at least i think she i think she did write it giving the story i think that's what they said yeah so um but she mentions the the conversation about like how her season ended with Peter and Brian at the top two and how Peter's pain and victimhood and him leaving Rachel essentially overcame, eclipsed, (laughs) to use an astrology word, eclipsed her love story with Brian. And the whole reason she wanted to be on the show was to center a black woman and the love story around her. But even that got fucked up at the end because they all made it about Peter. They made the after the final rose about Peter where he felt like he said he was attacked by her. La, 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 all this bullshit. I remember that. And, I, I but she talks about it. how I, oh my God, I know. I didn't either until I was reading this. And of course we don't think about it. We're A, white. Yeah. But also B, it's like we aren't even, we, there's no way we're in her shoes. And also we didn't, they didn't air half of the like, her breaking down about her blackness in front of the camera. Right, right. Her like we know based on the perspective of we don't even know that there is yeah. a love story between her and Brian. Because I remember being confused. Yeah, she says she goes. You guys didn't get to see why yeah. I wanted to pick him. Like she's straight up like I was gonna pick him anyway. Like it doesn't matter. It didn't matter about about Peter. It was always gonna be Brian. Peter was clearly the producer of ploy at least by the end. Um, and but she talks about how he was like you know, charming and hot. And that was like literally, or, uh, you know, but, but, but he was mediocre otherwise. And this is where I'm transitioning to Greg. She says, this franchise rewards white mediocrity in men, especially. I don't want to say we said that, Greg? but have me not been saying that exact same thing? No, literally. Yeah, exactly. He is a man, a bland, nothing man who's nice, who doesn't seem like he was, you know, he wasn't put on the date to have to talk about how he did something bad to a woman. Like, the, you know, like, literally, like, he wasn't forced to, to talk about a bad thing he has done. Like, this, the way that they are putting up Greg is just that same idea that Rachel's talking about. The only difference is that Katie's white, so she's falling for it. <laughs> Because, y'all, I'm sorry, Greg is literally boring. He's precious, but he's not remarkable. Like, he's fine. I just want to pinch his cheeks. But, like, he doesn't give me anything. And also, he was, like, not even in this episode, other than this moment of him being like, are you okay? And then other, he just was there. So, like, <laughs> I'm... But anyway. We're not at the final stage of the season, right? We're only three episodes in. But... I'm pretty convinced that my final thoughts on Greg are going to echo a a DM that I sent to um, Emily, actually, 
For those who don't know, Emily is Shannon's co-host on uh, Twin Fire Signs. They are the Chart Twins. Go listen to that. Link in the show notes. Um, yeah. But so I was talking to Emily, and we were joking about like this concept of like a Hoboken husband. And I like said this phrase, Hoboken husband. Yep. And it's like, yep. listeners, I wasn't kidding when we were in the Meet the Men episode. And I, it was a first impression and an assumption. And it's now being proven to be more true. If at some point in your life, you are like, you know what? I'm not really ready to wait anymore. I'm ready to settle. Uh, I just want to find a husband, get married, have kids, whatever. Go to Hoboken and hang out in the bars and you will find a Greg. It's fine. It's easy. It's quick. And they probably work at JP. Right. Like you, you'll be okay. Literally like you're probably going to be set up. It's like a last ditch effort. You just, you, you want a husband that is going to provide you with a very mediocre life. Like just head to Hoboken. Yeah. It's like, so that being said, Greg is a mediocre man who is just there and just there being a normal person who isn't like being an idiot. So he is being, oh, wow, oh, my God, Greg. I'm like, yeah, because he's, well, what I didn't understand is like, and I tweeted this last night, Katie was on the show. She was a contestant on the show. You know that she has to have some kind of knowledge on the fact that that Greg did not come there on his own. Greg was sent there by the producers. Like that wasn't, like she doesn't know how many other men are on the other side of that wall that would actively try to come and speak to her had they not been barred. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she has to be aware of that, right? Or do you think she's just in, like, such a fucking vacuum that she's know. not? Yeah, part of me thinks that she, I think in somewhere she knows. But I think in that moment, she was, like, not Like, when caring. she journals, she'll like, come to it. But in the moment, not. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. And, 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 and I guess, yeah, too, like. It is probably, you know, really easy to get swept up in all of it, especially when you have nothing else to worry about in your entire life. Like, uh, so anyway, Greg just like the thing about Greg, though, too, is like he almost always looks unprepared when he is sent into this. Like when he is pushed somewhere, he's always like, uh, hey, just uh, want to check on you. Like, you good? Like, because Greg is not as good an actor as he like thinks he is. Just saying. I'm just saying. You mean that the money he spent on an acting school didn't work? I don't want to say it was bad enough that you deserve a refund, but like maybe don't go again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, he, him, and it's him and Connor. Did you know that Connor B was an actor? I didn't know that, but let's don't don't get me started. We're not there yet. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So. Well, then we get. Um, this is when Carl is being an idiot. Shadow boxing. Being a man. Showing, showing, showing manliness by being like, I'm ready to punch someone, but only in the air because I'm a Sagittarius and that probably doesn't want to actually well, punch you because I don't really so, care that much. The Aries and the Leo men, the Aries and Leo fire sign men are the ones usually starting physical I've- fights. Sagittarius are the ones who were like this with Carl, just trying to bullshit. Well, what's funny is like I've heard Not of a fun. motivation technique in which you do that. Like it like is intended to like get your blood pumping and make Uh-oh. you feel like very masculine. Like, you know, for those listening, not watching YouTube, I just did air quotes. 
but like it gets you know the adrenaline pumping and you're like yeah it's like the the thing from Grey's Anatomy like seeing like a superhero for a minute for a minute I forgot that he was a motivational speaker because of the way he's acting so that makes like I bet he does that before uh, he he goes on stages like I bet he stands backstage and he's like you got this Carl fuck yeah Carl you own this shit like you're rocky like it's you know what I mean like I feel like (laughs) Yeah, not so far no, out of the I, realm of possibility. <sighs> it's just hilarious to think about. Whatever. Sorry. Well, Carl's making a damn fool of himself no matter what he's doing, even if it is his Yeah, those are private moments, Carl. You're supposed to do those backstage. No, because that's what I'm like. You're not in the bathrooms where they don't have cameras, buddy. Okay? That's where you do that. Not where they're going to make you look like a fucking idiot. Like you're ready to fight someone instead of just trying to get yourself. They have been getting really big with the surveillance shots lately too. I know because of the, I think it's because they're like, fuck it. We're in this like quarantine house situation. Might as well give it a, give it a real Because they used to do it on like VIP, but that's because they did it in like the boom, boom room or whatever the fuck it was called. Well, they have to have it, but they have it in those little like. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yes. Palapas. (laughs) <laughs> so it's like they've had the technology, but they've never used it for like a regular season before until now. I know they're they're, they're well because it would take too long to bug up or like to camera up all of the hotel true. rooms that they have to hop into Very and true. out of. Um, the only place they could really they really have it is the Bachelor Mansion a little bit, but not really. So yeah, definitely makes sense. Um, but then Carl says that everyone else is you know everyone else that co- is coming out and shouting. Those people usually have the most to hide. And I literally just wrote in my notes, I was like, bro, look at your life and your choices. Like you Hello, are the one the who is being a maniac. It makes no sense. So, but finally we get to the fucking rose ceremony. Um, Katie says, she's like, I'm going to put it bluntly. <laughs> I'm here to find my husband and be in love. She, so all right, so I think we all need to remember we got the like fun Libra rising, SAG Mercury, like super like cutesy fun Katie, I think a lot. And obviously she called out bullshit with the women, but we weren't getting a lot of her true yeah. earthiness. And she is like, the, I'm she is the most earth sign person. And I actually, despite how much I adore her, I don't know if I'd actually get along with her in person because she is. She is really intense. She reminds me of like a high school principal. I'm getting or guidance like counselor. That energy of like who like wants to be cool. Yeah, like just like something, but still means business. Yes, but she's very uh, yeah. It's very intense, uh, and I like it. But she's like, um. Actually, okay, so I saw uh, a post on the Game of Roses Facebook group where someone was like, I met Jeff at a wedding last night, <gasps> yes! the guy's RV guy. Uh, just like, I was at a wedding and I happened to meet him. Like, that was so random. We were at the same fucking wedding. But she obviously asked him about the show and he told them uh, that the that Katie, obviously, okay, I don't believe Jeff in the full account of like, Katie sucks, she's a bitch. But like, she didn't. he didn't say that exactly. But apparently he said that she was mean and that she uh was really intense about asking everybody about the whole for the right reasons thing about everybody's intentions on being there um 
And we didn't even see any conversation with her and Jeff. So that being said, it's just like, oh, I guess we saw the con- the kind the awkwardness around their conversation, but we didn't actually see right, them right. talk. Um, we just got the the messy RV shit. Um, and so also, obviously, he doesn't own the RV and he lives in Jersey City and he's like, I have nowhere to put an RV. They apparently also, also according to Rachel Lindsay and her New Yorker thing, they give the gimmicks, to the, the biggest gimmicks to the people that they think aren't going to stick around longest. All that being said, Jeff was talking about all of the intensity around her questioning for TRR for the right reasons. And I believe that of Jeff. I don't believe that she's like as mean as she thinks, but I could kind of see how she would he, a Libra, would perceive her that way. You yes. know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I probably don't think she was being that mean, but she was probably just being firm. And Libras are like beat around the bush people, especially the Libra men who are like, wait, you want to just tell me I'm pretty first? Like, <laughs> and then she's like, no, I want to know why you're here. Uh, so that being said, that the speech at this rose ceremony gave me that energy of this very intense For earth sure. sign. Also, Sagittarius Mercury, the the we're seeing a lot of it, a lot of her Sag Mercury, in my opinion, through so much of this because again, it's she's just talking like all the time. But um, she Sagittarius Mercury, Sagittarius's favorite thing ever is blunt, being blunt. The word blunt, allowing to be or say like I'm just being blunt, like I'm not being rude. Don't get mad because I'm honest. <laughs> like that's literally. No, that's literally how a Sagittarius uh, can get away with so much shit. They're just like, I'm just being honest. Like, love you. And so anyway, that being said, Katie, honest. Hmm. Um, so she starts this rose ceremony. And this is – this was a moment. So she gives out the first few roses. Also, David Hunter. we need Connor to see more David. The Mike. fact that David got the first rose and I don't, I don't know anything about him other than he's stunning, I'm – I know and apparently he said something like in a really quick like interview moment where he was like yeah I'm glad we talked about this or this and I'm like I wish we saw it like but whatever um but then Mikey so it's really actually bothering me um how much I want to like dislike Mikey because of just like his belief systems because I'm a Sagittarius and that's who okay. I am. <laughs> but but that being said, I like him and his presence on the show. Like, I think that he is not being shitty on the show, clearly. Um, and the way he walks out, he's like holding Katie's hands, both of them. And he's like, Katie, um, he goes, I think that. He goes, this is obviously wasn't the time I wanted to do this. He probably thought that he was going to get to talk yeah. to her again before the uh, before the rose ceremony, and then they didn't. But he goes, uh, but all of the men agree that Carl is lying to you about someone being there, people being there for the wrong reasons. Not knowing about Carl Thomas, but whatever. Um, and so Mikey's like, and we think that he's lying to you, and basically send him home and i screamed so loud that i woke up both olivia and my friend sean who were both here sean was asleep on the chair olivia's asleep on the couch and i literally screamed and i was like oh my god i was like unionizing i was freaking out um because this has never happened and she stopped never, ever. literally never happened also this is the time 
gosh, doing something right when you get a rose is like. Well, that's what um, I hope this Game of Roses happens. said. They're like, you like can't cut it cleanly. Like if you if you have that rose and you've yet to, and they don't have out. the footage of you walking away and you just go right into it, like it is incredibly difficult. As someone who is not a professional and edits video and audio, it is not, it would not be easy to fucking cut that shit without it seeming like you cut something off. So, yep. good on him. Good play, and, man. No, I loved, I loved it. It was very, yeah, timely. Uh, so, but he, he actually, you know, it's and it's funny because he has all of these Libra placements, and they all fall in her first house. So he's like, I see this shit and I'm trying to bring it to you. I'm trying to be there for you. Like I'm trying to be the to greatest lover of all time. Quell this drama. Yeah, right. I'm trying to be the He's like, I've got this trophy. I got to prove you. it. Mm. But anyway, so Katie looks at him like, like shook. Like she like, you can almost visibly see her gulp. Like she's like, oh shit. And then she walks off out of there and it's like uh, obviously excuse me all the men also had nodded pretty much all the men behind mikey were like yeah she uh, yeah carl sucks like <laughs> uh and so she then taisha and caitlin are there and this is so funny to me because a you can tell that they were just standing there waiting to come in and be like right. final rose, la, 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 all that stuff and this is one of those moments where i think you could kind of see it in their eyes really quick in the very beginning of the scene they are so hyped that something unexpected has happened. Like, they're literally like, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, they did not know, or maybe they did know. I feel like the producers knew that something was probably going to happen, but I don't think Taisha and Caitlin were prepped. And so they were like, and I'm down. Fuck Carl. <laughs> so she sends Carl home and he doesn't even fucking say anything. But okay, wait, but yes. everybody else that got a rose was Michael A. So Mikey got the one right before Michael A. Uh, Connor B. Uh, Courtney. Trey, who has been talking a lot of shit um, about Carl a worm. Justin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Justin, he said he would snatch that rose off of him. Sure. Sure you would. Oh, man. Yeah, right. Sure you would. Uh, so Trey, Justin, Andrew M., Christian, Josh, Brendan, and then James. And then Aaron gets the last rose. They She literally put him and Aaron up against each other, uh, which is wild. I wonder if she would have was going to let Aaron ho go home. And the, probably to give the Carl, the again, the more villain edit, uh, looping through because Aaron was talking shit. But whatever. So Carl, Kyle, John, and John, poor John, sweet John. The whole internet is freaking out. John, because it's crazy. Um, but he will be beautiful. Paradise, it's fucking Bay. ludicrous. He will be. He's he's perfect I'm, for Paradise yeah, for Bay. Sure. I feel like I can spot them now, like the ones that I can tell they cast for Paradise versus actual attendance of like he's a skydiver they're trying to go they're well, gonna go put him on a skydiving like, kind of, of frustrates me about like the public response to a lot of these people. It's like. Guys, listeners, don't be one of those viewers that thinks that everybody is going to paradise. We now have so many fucking seasons to pick through. Like, the random guys are not going to paradise. Stop saying that everybody's going to paradise because it's just, you're never going to see a lot of these people on your TV ever again. Ever again. Yep. But John, we will see somewhere, though, for sure. They'll be able to come back. Yeah, John, well, and also John is 
obviously the like the social media oh, favorite okay. right now. So they listen and they listen to that. Well, that's why, like, after last night's response, I don't know how Michael's not going to be The Bachelor. No matter what fucking happens, if he does not end up with Katie, I actually do not know how that man's not going to be The Bachelor. I don't want them to break him so badly. Well, you got my voice memo today. I don't want him to be The Bachelor either. Because, guys, I I love him. (laughs) Oh, I know. Work. Uh... (laughs) Yep, it's on it. But... I'm going to email you later. So now <laughs> we get the group date, which starts really funny because they um, they the all group have this group date card that gets dropped and none of it. No, this is actually my favorite thing ever because this is this is one of those things that I don't think anybody and I genuinely believe like pods like Game of Roses took this a little too lightly. But I feel like this is a component of that of the game again is the. Love Katie, love Tasha, love Claire. So that being said, the fact that they didn't put that on the card, Absolutely. obviously we, we know they don't fucking write them. The leads don't write these cards, especially the, the men who get the cards in the pretty, like that. yeah, wow, amazing. It's so crazy um, that the leads have the same hand so, every season. Uh, it's fucking so nuts, funny that they it? were like, yeah, we're not going to put Love Katie on there. We are literally going to make these men lose their minds because they all noticed it. They all noticed it immediately. And I <laughs> loved it. Or one of them noticed you know, it and they all freaked out about it with the one. Person. I wonder if um, – n- no, I actually – well, I, I think that all of these are possible. But, like, just knowing – what I know about things, like, I feel like it wouldn't shock me if there was a producer standing off camera like, wait, it doesn't say love Katie? <laughs> wait, guys, doesn't it usually say love Katie? Huh? Guys? Like, I I would absolutely 10,000% if you told me that there was a producer who, like, made yeah. them go, hey, wait a minute, does it say yeah, love they Katie? Were to they always do Connery. say love Katie. I think he was the first one to, like, that they showed saying something about it. So. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the producer behind him whispering like, so anyway, we have on this date, Aaron, Courtney, James, Connor B, Aaron, did I say Aaron twice? I did say Aaron twice. Aaron, Courtney, James, Connor B, Justin, Thomas, Brendan. I feel like there's one other in there. Oh, Hunter. Because Hunter obviously was the first person to talk. Um, Okay. Yeah. So when. (laughs) Yes. We walk in, they walk into this fucking date. And it's so dramatic and stupid little Nick Vial, who honestly, I love to hate him and I love him, but also he's cringe. And the fact that they gave him this date is so funny to me because this is just, they're like, yeah, you have a podcast where you talk about dating life, dating problems. Let's just let you sit in here instead of putting a licensed therapist in that would have been maybe a smarter idea even if it's like some bougie dumb instagram therapist they couldn't have gotten someone like oh my god could you imagine if like the stupid like the uh the, like the holistic taylor <laughs> tay mocha stop sorry Sorry. She'd be all talking like okay so guys how do you think that your emotional intelligence rates Oh. now versus your previous relationships <laughs> okay so wow. what's funny is like i i have a lot of mixed feelings about this date because i do like seeing the men open up however i feel really conflicted about the fact that they're like 
being forced to open up so early on national television in front of the other men in front of a stranger, a.k.a. Nick Vial. And Katie! All these men essentially are strangers. Well, right, right. And, but that's what I mean. Like, they've had three weeks together. So, like, yes, they're all strangers. It's so early in the process. But then, like, they've literally never met Nick Vial before. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me that, granted, granted, and we will get there. I think that a lot of these stories were, like, safety net stories. Not a lot. A lot is a lot. But I think that stories were told that were, like, safety we net stories. We also didn't get half of them. We only got, like, a full, full three Well, that's why I said, like, like full few. Story. That's why I, like, backtracked. Because, like, there were other men we didn't hear from. But, like, Hunter... Very real story. We'll get to that. And, like, uh, Katie's, obviously. But that's something different because the men shared red flags and Katie shared, like, a yeah, legit-ass trauma. So Which, that was a whole other thing. We will get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, for on sure. that, too. But it's, like – thoughts on that part. I – if I was in this position, if I was put on this date, I would I would decline. I would absolutely decline to fucking share. And I would sit there and say, like, look, I, I have no issue. You're the person that I intend to marry if this – process works out well I have no issue talking to you about this but like I don't fucking know these men and it's really not their business I'm happy to share it with you but I definitely don't know that guy (laughs) and he's got a podcast I don't want him talking about this shit I don't want people talking about this shit honestly absurd so so yeah yeah I had mixed feelings about it so it it starts it starts off a little tense because of all that shit yes just hanging over the head and he says that we are going to be truthful and share with Katie the things we're not so proud of sure and then he lists off the whole basically he lists off all the things he knows people will mention probably because because he's done them telling him or that too um but because the producers have told him already what they've overheard (laughs) And um, ghosting, cheating, you know, and then anyone trying to be you know, the next Bachelor, <sighs> which is just stop with that stupid shit. I just we'll, we'll have to get there eventually, too. We, we will get there. But like, I just I need to say like, because this is this has been in my brain since last night. You are really producers trying to convince me, editors, that you want me to believe that none of these men, with the exception of Thomas, even considered being The Bachelor before they came on this show? Are you fucking no. kidding me? No, Jess. No. See, none of these men are stupid enough to say it out loud. No, no, no. Of course. Of course. That's like, that should because be their all minimum. them bitches have thought about being The Bachelor. But that's what I mean. Like, you can take and the narrative the, where it's like, oh, we shouldn't fucking say this. But like, we don't have to wait for about people. it. The producers wait for these kind of people. They wait for someone who has loose lips. And of course, a Gemini son is the one fucking Thomas with loose lips who's just like, okay, let me just blah, 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 blah. And you're like, bro, you should not have given up that bunch of information. <laughs> right. So we'll have Hunter. So, okay. Hunter shares first his story about how he uh, was married to a woman he thought was going to be his forever woman. He uh, had two kids with her. Uh, but during all that, he... This is where he was vague, and I feel like I don't know if this is like the whole story, but who knows? It was a good version of the story to tell in this setting, where he's like, I had to work a lot, and I put a lot of effort into working, and I threw myself into all of that because I used the excuse of, you know, oh, well, I just want them to have the best, but I guess I was overwhelmed, and I wasn't a good man. All these stories kind of turn out to the men being like, I just wasn't a good man at the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
And so Hunter says, he's just like, I never would have imagined a divorce for myself. It's crazy. It just doesn't affect, it's like this, I failed at marriage. It doesn't just affect me. It affects two kids. Like he was crying. It was big time. Like it was divorce. Perfect. Stuff. Yeah. For he yeah, understood no, he nailed the it. assignment. Yes. Again, agreed. Because sure. Safely too. Because he divorced. didn't share. Yes. Right. Exactly. He was vague and was like, look, I just dived in. And he was his quote unquote mistake was, you know, letting his work and stuff get away from the time. But like he could have been doing anything in between all that shit. But he was smart and was like, I'm just going to talk about how I wanted to work really hard. And then I didn't have to have time with my wife or my kids. And we grew apart. And that's why we got divorced and it sucks and I hate it, but, and I can't believe I never, you know, right reasons. I never wanted to get divorced. I never considered it. But then he circles back and like, we're good. He circles back and like subtly includes what he's learned. Right. Like, and we'll talk about Connor B when we get there, but Connor B sat there and Connor B was like, and then I read a bunch of self-help books. Instead, Hunter took the route where he's like, and I came to the realization that, like, I need to fix – I need to start fixing things before it's too late to fix them. Like, by the time it's too late to fix them, it's too yeah. late to fix them. So you're like, oh, okay, this is yeah. someone who understands marriage because he's been married. And this is someone who has made the mistakes and now knows how to correct the mistakes. Like, that is a – that yeah. is someone that will be a good partner. Like, and he demonstrated – if you have to say you're a nice guy, you're not a nice guy type of deal. Like, you say – the proper things and yeah. like the idea is conveyed like the idea comes across yep and he's a scorpio moon too so this was definitely a big moment for hunter having to like share his big intense feelings that he has on the inside because every scorpio moon i've ever met ever has some kind of secret and it's not necessarily a secret that's like bad like secret sometimes implies bad no secret just means like i don't tell people this unless you are in my pack like you are my people my person whatever and so that scorpio moon was being a really good he was doing a really good job of sharing that stuff so proud of you hunter um and, and obviously take le- katie very into it. tears guys yeah, that's what yes, fucking katie crying also. looks like and we'll get there but that's what crying looks like right Honestly, you know what's funny? I think it's interesting how they edited this because they bookended this whole experience with Hunter first and Connor B last. And it actually, in my opinion, versus Thomas last. They knew that Connor B's would be maybe more of the bigger hitter, but also it was somewhat up- uplifting of an end versus Thomas being the dramatic end. I say uplifting with big air quotes. I know, because I know. It, I just- because, again... My, white boy mediocrity that people are falling for this man and worse this man's shitty and katie's like oh my god that was so strong of you sharing that and i'm like yeah so strong that you shared about verbally abusing your girlfriend and love it no no Katie we'll get there because like i said we know i've got yeah okay got um thought. next was aaron okay aaron is the example of the story that wasn't really the assignment and he was really skirting around it because aaron is like My dad had a stroke and I was dating this girl and she was going through something similar. But then, you know, over time, I wasn't able to be the man I needed to be for her. And I uh, we were both going through we needed each other. It was an obligation. Eventually, I just wasn't the man I wanted to be. I'm like, that's not. No, that's not it. That's not the assignment. You didn't do anything bad. You just dated someone and you broke up because you weren't. That's not. No, no, no. Give me. No. 
don't like it. So that was vague, boring. And then it was just like a parade of all of them kind of going at once. And I don't really have anybody noting of any of the, what these men said because at that point I was not – I was like, yeah. fuck. And then this is when we get Thomas, which Thomas is – the men are focusing on the wrong thing with Thomas, uh, in my opinion. Because, again, like you said – what dumbass of you haven't wanted to be The Bachelor? Shut the fuck up. You better call him out on the other shit, like going on a date before the show. So he said, when I first met you, this is, okay. So Th- Thomas, let's talk real quick about Thomas because, so before this, before this started on the men preview episode, I talked about how he DM'd me his big three and he's a Gemini sun, Aquarius moon and Aquarius rising. That being said, when I went to go check his birthday that that matched up with, it could be – he could be multiple, like, two different spectrums of a bunch of other signs. Like, Mercury, Venus, and Mars all change signs, like, basically that one fucking day. Gotcha. Surprise. So, that being said, I had two guesses for him on all three of those signs. But all of the guesses, it was like, you could either be all three of this one or all three of the other one. So, it was like – it wasn't like I had to mix them all. Gotcha. Anyway, this episode, in my opinion, and again, this is still unconfirmed, so maybe he's not this, but I think it is. And either way, whatever I'm saying about this is still true to that sign, even if he's not it. Um, I think we are witnessing Cancer Mercury being horribly brilliant at what he's doing. Because, so... If the Cancer Mercury, if he has a Cancer Mercury, he would also have a Gemini Venus and a Taurus Mars. The Gemini Venus to me is what pops out in his whole, oh, I didn't even know what to expect. I just was kind of going for it. Like I went on a date a week before the show. Like I had, you know, I didn't think that I was like, I had nothing to expect. And he also then, of course, starts off with, so this is another reason I think he's a Cancer Mercury. Cancer and Mercury are really good at talking around the point. Like, really good. And really good at manipulating you and to think the thing that they just said is what you needed to hear at the time. Like, and then you'll forget about what you actually asked. Mm-hmm. And he's done it with Katie multiple times already. And she kind of starts clocking him on it eventually. And then he still wins. Like, he still gets her. Because he's just like says vague, happy, nice bullshit. He's like, because he even opens this up with, when I first met you, it's a very upfront conversation and everything happens for a reason. And like all this, again, all these phrases that mean nothing. Um, And then, yeah, I can't tell you I showed up for the right reasons without thinking about a platform. But the best thing I've done is come in onto this. And, you know, there's a list. He says that there's a list of red flags he'd be happy to discuss with her. Um, Like, you know, I went on a date one week before this because, like I said, I didn't know how it would work out. But I just, I really like you now. And he's doing what, again, another, another, I love comparing the annoying players that we hate, Connor and Thomas to Jed because both of them this is what Jed did but Jed did it better Jed did it better being like I am a musician and I obviously considered that this would be good for my career but I am so shocked he did it on a one-on-one day he did it super sincere he was like 
really laying it on thick of like, I really like you, all this shit. Thomas is doing it in front of all these men on a stupid date. He is being so like he is he literally can't keep up with what he said five minutes ago and like talks around himself like it's so so clear. Uh, So anyway, I think he's a cancer mercury. Uh, That being said, there's more of him later, but this is where all of the men start clocking him for being a clown and they all literally one of them even says it was Aaron I think said he's the clown. Yeah. They were all like, oh, I'm sorry. And also because what? again, and Katie is like, okay, thank you for sharing that or whatever. But the men are sitting there like, bitch, you went on a date. I was like well, celibate for, they were all like, probably thinking like, I've been celibate for months. Like, like that. Him oh, because, I was wondering like, yeah. uh, the men are like, we need to defend Katie's honor. Like what? We're all totally here for the right reasons. What do you mean you're not here for the right reasons? And a part of me wonders how what percentage of each of them because i'm not going to say i know that all of them thought this that were on that date for sure but um what percentage of them was like that fucking guy like the balls he has i feel the exact same way but i would never ever say it and like that's why they're frustrated because they're like you are stupid not because of what he said but because they've all had the exact same thought and he was just the one that was dumb enough to say it out loud yep no he thomas i I will be like shocked yet somewhat impressed in a not positive way if he like sticks around past this next rose ceremony because if Katie like, for sure really like I'll be like damn like you you really you think he's hot huh the fuck out of everything and yeah Katie thinks he's hot as shit and that's the he I literally don't think he's that hot I just think he looks like every other Gemini man I've ever seen like with a weird like beady eyes that are ready to like beady eyes and a big head um, i know one of those guys yeah no uh-huh uh-huh um so okay then we cut to commercial and we come back and it's it's little mr pisces turn all right can i take this Con- can i take yes this? please take okay. it take it Jess. guys i'm gonna take this <laughs> i'm gonna eat i'm gonna eat my mechanism. yes and <laughs> so i had a hot take on the stories last night. Um, I have come to realize that Connor B seems to be a personal favorite of a lot of people's. He's not a favorite of mine. Okay, and we're about to clear this shit up. Yeah, or Shannon. Shannon agrees with me. Do not claim. Yeah, no. Uh, we over here at Do the Roses Align are not falling And I've been shit. new, too. You go listen back. I've been new that that this man was going to do some dumb shit. Oh, no. For sure. Was happen. For sure. And it's funny because it's not even about what I expected it to be about. And I am thrilled by that because it just, now it just gives me more things. Well, it's funny, I'm like, like, great. I, I, I do think that it's about what you think it's about. I just think that he is right. taking a long route to get there. So, okay. Let me look at how old guys he, is. he starts talking about, um, how he used to get blackout drunk. And I'm paraphrasing. There's a lot more to it than this, but these are the key points. So he used to get blackout drunk a lot, a lot, And when he was blackout drunk, he used to verbally abuse his partner. But I will say that he buried the lead here because they're supposed to be talking about red flags. Mm -hmm. And while getting blackout drunk very often is a red flag, like, guys, be safe, be healthy. Also, he also included, don't forget, the thing is, he included that he is, first of all, he was working at a piano bar. And if you've ever been to a piano bar, you know that those people playing the piano and doing the musician, you know they got to be fucked the fuck up. Either that or completely sober. It's almost like no, 
middle ground. Like yes. there's a weird sober dude who's just jamming and singing all night. I remember nice the guys who get flushed drunk and For are sure. very good. And they can like, cause like true musicians can, can like, you can be fucked the fuck up and still bang it out. Like you, you don't have to. I mean, Elton John. Most of the concerts we all. Elton John used to be fucked up all the time, and he's one of the greatest piano players of all time. Yep. So anyway, that being said, but you did forget also because he includes. He's talking about yes, verbally abusing his partner, burying the lead while also saying, "Oh, I did it to my friends too." Right. Right. Of course. My friends. Yeah. yeah. So don't worry, guys. My friends were mad at me too. It wasn't just, just my partner. Woman I dated right. and cheated on. So. He buries the lead and, and the red flag and, like, the biggest problem that he addresses, because I'm not going to say it's his biggest problem because I don't really think that he's being honest, but I'll get to that in a second. But the biggest uh, red flag of it all is that he verbally abuses people. And and you know the age-old saying, like, drunk words are sober thoughts. Like, there have been many a circumstances in which someone has said something out of anger and tried to backtrack, and I've always been like, but you think that, though. I would never say that about you because that wasn't even a thing that occurred to me. It clearly has occurred to you for your brain to formulate those words together into a sentence. You've thought about this before. Um, So the fact that you're able to verbally abuse your partner or somebody else in any state of mind means that you're capable of abusing them point blank period. And that's never, ever, ever okay. It is still a form of abuse. (laughs) Literally. And it's still a form of abuse when you're drunk when when you've been forgiven like that shit is still what you yeah. did and also like fuck i was gonna say that again i lost it whatever going. well so this is where we but, get into oh. me I, i've not liked connor from the beginning connor's always put a bad taste in my mouth i've not been a fan i've gotten vibes from him i've said it before and i'll say it again mm-hmm. i'm psychic Same. i can read people very very well and I think I've yes, cancer moon. Please. And I think that I've hit Connor B pretty pretty square in the head. Granted, disclaimer: I do not know him personally. This is all speculation. But I said this during Matt James season when we discussed um, Sarah Trot's exit in the car about how Sarah Trot was like leaning over and she was sobbing into her hands and she was wheezing and she was mm-hmm. sniffling and she was wiping uh, her eyes and there was not a single droplet of moisture to be found on her cheeks or in her tear ducts. She was not crying, but she was going through all of these like pantomimed emotions of crying. And I couldn't help but notice that Connor B during his story was doing the exact same thing. You could not he, you could barely hear what he was saying over the amount of his sniffles, like the number of time that he sniffled and was like, <laughs> and, and that's like a, a, yeah. a known symptom of crying. And it seems like he was trying to fake guys. I'm telling you, if anyone does shit like that, like wipes tears away that aren't there, or if someone's sniffling, but their eyes aren't watering, like something's not right. Those are physical symptoms that you really can't control. Like people can cry on cue. Of course, like you can think of something sad, but like, Hmm. Oh, well he's an actor. Remember? Not a good one. But this is what I'm saying. Like there are actors that can, I can not, I can, but like actors that can create moisture on cue that can produce tears on cue. And if you're going to go through all of that fucking effort, all of that fucking show to make us think that you were like so distraught and like so choked up and you can't even produce a tear, get your money back, my guy. Get it back. He's a water sign. He's a Pisces. He's a water sign. And the fact that there was not tears falling down his face during that moment, I was well, like, so boy, are you, are you really uh, reformed? This is, really I, I thought about that as because, well. Oh, yeah. 
And my thought that went along with that is that he was so in his head, like he couldn't commit to the bit because he was so in his head thinking of like, what can I say that makes it seem like I'm following the assignment without actually disclosing the worst thing about me? Like, what can I tell her that's going to seem like it's such a deep, dark secret? Because like, obviously the story that he told was not great. Do I think that that is the worst thing that Connor B has ever done in a relationship? I don't. I don't. I think that there's a laundry list of red flags that come along with him. And he just picked one that was like, this is going to seem bad. So I'm following the assignment, but I was drunk. So it wasn't really my fault. And it's like, I bet there were circumstances where you verbally abused your partner sober, my guy. I don't know for sure, but I would bet those moments existed. And that would have been a better, a more appropriate response for this assignment. If you were being authentic, if you were being genuine, yeah, and this too showed me. So there was again back yeah. to the bookends, yes. like Hunter's conversation. Uh, Hunter's conversation. The Gemini, love it. He's a lot more face value. Mutable signs. Gemini versus Pisces here with these two conversations. The Gemini mutable sign is like pretty face value. Gemini's kind of tell you everything to your face, and they tell you like, yeah, I have these both sides of me. Like I did that shitty thing, but I've learned. I've grown. We made it here whatever also hunter's a little older he's you know whatever he has kids too to think about kids age you immediately so um that being said connor b the pisces he was like how do i slip how do i be honest but slip my way in and out of this and connor's also a sagittarius moon uh and the sag moon i think is like this is also where I'm like, yeah, it was dude. clearly calculated. Like that's, that's what I'm saying. Like I watched that and I didn't feel one ounce of sympathy. All I thought was this is calculated. This is intent. Every bit of this is intentional and he's just not pulling it off as well as he thinks he is. Well, and he was, he said it, he said it and he said that he was going to say that stuff to Katie at some point. Right. So I wonder, right. Again, I roll. I wonder if he was actually going to do that. But that being said, I have so I had so many thoughts about his chart while watching this, but specifically just Pisces in general, like the Pisces stereotypes and archetypes. Um, so Pisces sons are very prone to drinking. Like they shit. Where do you think there's the saying? You know, oh, you're drinking like a fish. That's fucking Pisces. Literally, they are the fish. Like, and so that being said, most Pisces, most Pisces, like, I'm not saying all Pisces, but I know some that are, you know, really, if you're not, a, if, okay, Pisces, if you're not a, if you're not big into drinking, you love to smoke weed or do other, some, something else because Pisces the like vices, to escape. They yeah. want to escape their reality. And you could tell through his beginning of his story that he was, um, that he was escaping how he hated grad school. He hated his life, whatever. So he was getting fucked up. That's what Pisces do to cope, especially like men. It's really almost every Pisces man in college I know was the one who was drunk the most, like huh. a lot. It's a lot. Um, so, but Pisces also, so they like to drink and are tend to be prone to alcoholism because of this. Like, and, and obviously again, born a Pisces does not mean you're going to be an alcoholic, but some Pisces take it too far, and that means that when you take drinking too far and you become dependent on it, you're going to become an alcoholic, no matter your sign, but Pisces is just so prone. So his discussion of all of that shit is so Pisces in itself of like, wow, I needed to escape my life. I need to escape right. my reality, so I'm drunk. 
and I'm performing because I'm a musician and I'm having some kind of fun. Also, Pisces being ruled by Jupiter, like Sagittarius. Both Pisces and Sagittarius are the kinds of signs that are like, which is his moon sign, by the way. So he's got that. And also, <sighs> I'm a Sagittarius sun, Pisces moon. So slight self-drag. Also, shame on Connor for having my two signs flipped um, because rude. But Sagittarius is the one that's like, oh, like, totally no big deal. Ha ha. It's just, just, just funny. It's a joke. We're cool. Everything's funny. Right. Like, ah, ha, ha. my trauma isn't, my trauma's just a joke. Like, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Like, let's just get drunk. Woo! Like party guys. Whereas the Pisces are the ones who are like, yeah, I don't really want to talk about it. So I'm just going to like drink really quickly right gotcha. now. So it's like the same, but different sides, this fire sign version versus the water sign. So it's interesting that his Coping mechanism was the Pisces vibe of drinking, but the Sagittarius moon is what was like ignited when he was super drunk. Because that Sag moon is the one that's like, I don't give a fuck about you, about you, about you. Also, he has an Aries Venus. And Aries Venus is like the classic, like, oh yeah, I'm a yeah, I will literally fight my partner. It's like Aries Venus at their worst are the people who start fights because they want to feel like they can win something and that it's like a good thing that they want it and they got through that together yeah. and we did it. And then they like fuck a lot. Like they have great makeup sex, and that's like the well, Aries so like Venus vibe. Big romantic comedy in and out. So no, okay. Ooh, so ahead. that's the thing, guys. Like when we're saying that he like buried the lead with the verbal abuse, like We've discussed before that Connor B at Wet Shannon compared him to Jed for more reasons than one, but he is an aspiring musician. Like, sure, he's a math teacher and he loves his students, but, like, he's an aspiring musician. And I think that he tried to, like, frame this. I think the story was told in a very strategic and calculated way where the binge drinking to the point of being blackout was, like, the showcase. And, like, that was the problem, like, the big problem. And the verbal abuse was, like, a side effect of it because getting drunk all you do is drink less and that's more sympathetic and like that's relatable like how many people do you know in college that were binge drinking whatever but it's yep. it's the actual red flag yep. and like the point that should have been made and the thing that should have stuck out to literally everybody was that he verbally abuses the people around him when he becomes unhinged and that's never somebody that you want to be around if somebody granted verbal and physical abuse while both still abuse are different but it's like if somebody hits you when they're drunk at some point or another there is the very real possibility that they're going to hit you when they're sober so the verbal abuse is not I mean, different that's, that's it's the pipeline yeah. you know like it's not it's not either way yeah nothing is good about it's it. just like slide and it in way, on the again, side the as a symptom he, and it's like yeah, and that's the other part of him, too, that Pisces about him is that slipping around and being like, look, and it, I actually was a victim of myself. I did the self-help books. I went to therapy. I did it all. But you know what? One thing he didn't say that I think was the most important of it all, he did not say, which Hunter didn't mention, but Hunter has mentioned otherwise. Um, he did not say, Connor did not say, that he is sober now, which is the key. Because it sounds like, buddy, you have alcoholism issues and that when you're an alcoholic, you do bad things when you're drunk. So you know what the solution to that is? It's to stop yeah. drinking. 
And he did not say that that story did not end with him being like, I went to therapy. I no longer drink. I am so much healthier and happier right, in a mental space. Right, la, right. la, 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 like, If that man, like, I don't trust that drunk man. Like, seriously, you tell me that story. I will never it's trust you when you're drunk not to yell at me. And that's scary. That's scary as a woman to have to, like, deal with that. Especially after what Katie and that's and that's about. the thing like so, so just- listeners listeners no judgment I Shannon and I partake in preferred vices of our own like I enjoy tequila every now and then like I get wanting to party I get wanting to have a fun time whatever I'm telling you this as a caring friend of yours because we're all friends here getting blackout drunk often is really not a good thing. Like, I don't know when it got so normalized, but blacking out is not good. And you should not be doing it often, if ever. That's really, really bad. No. And it's bad for... For so many reasons across the board. Like, it is that that's too, that's literally too much. That's like you're... It, Google it. Talk to a doctor about it. I'm not a medical professional, but like it should be known across the board that if you are drinking to get blackout or if you are drinking and blacking out a lot or frequently, I'm not calling you an alcoholic, but there is some kind of problem there that you should fix for your own well-being and safety. But talk to a doctor. Don't ever if also preface now that we're saying this just because I don't want to give bad advice disclaimer if you do drink frequently please talk to a doctor before you stop drinking altogether that can also be very very dangerous and you can die like please talk to a doctor that's a whole other thing so if you drink a lot do not quit cold turkey talk to a medical professional before you do anything (laughs) thanks but anyway anyway well, yeah, but anyway, Connor B. Basically, uh, again, uh, red, red fucking yes. flag city. Katie is watching him kind of like stone faced. Like she's looking like there is the idiot bitty, itty bitty hint of concern up behind her eyes. Otherwise, it's just like kind of a like just like staring at him as he says this. She, you know, says thanks for sharing, la la la, and that is when. She opens up about her yes. own story, which this is so um, completely separate from Katie's story. Katie, okay, actually, we'll just talk. So, Katie, uh, obviously, uh, trigger warning right now for sexual assault. I'll put it um, in the show notes too, like a timestamp. She, yeah, she, um, she talks about how she on ten, 10 years ago, New Year's Eve, so she was twenty, uh, about that age, so. For context, I had been drinking. I was involved in a situation where there wasn't consent. I was a denial so much so I tried to form a relationship with him. When that didn't work out for years, I had an unhealthy relationship with sex. I didn't want to have it. Um, I didn't want to talk about it. And that kind of and she and she says that that gets in the way with the relationships. This part I'm kind of paraphrasing. And you know she obviously realized she had to fix that. Uh, and she talks about how she was not always sex positive, and this specifically incident is what kind of made her eventually end up making like attempting to become sex positive like she is so sex positive and vocal about it now because she wanted to empower herself to have sex again to do all of this to basically take her life back and i fucking love that i love 
I love that narrative for her too, especially because the whole point of the fucking her thing last season, everybody was annoyed at her for being only that person. Well, she's just the sex girl. Well, there's a big right, old reason exactly. as to why. And Katie is the first bachelorette to ever share a sexual assault story well, yeah, on so. the show as the bachelorette. She's she's not the first bachelorette or player on the show to have been or right. discuss being sexually assaulted. Apparently, I think, again, I meant Game of Roses mentioned it, but the, apparently the second bachelorette ever was sexually assaulted on her season, um, which – but but again – it, but like she wasn't speaking about it, right? And then, um, and then Corinne obviously had the, the Corinne and Demario issue happened, and uh, Kaylin talked about her sexual assault to uh, mm-hmm. Colton, yeah, Colton. Um, and so, but Katie is literally like the first bachelorette herself to be like, "Yep, I've dealt with this." All of you men have to sit. What I did love about this too and this setup of it. Well, first of all, one question is, how is she going to tell the rest of the men? Are she going to rely on the fact that they're going to tell her? If so, that's not cool that the men would be like, let's go tell the other men about it. So it's kind of a muddy situation in that way. But otherwise, I love that she was like sitting this in front of all of the men. Like, no, she didn't like no reactions like she did not allow she's like no 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 no. i'm not gonna tell you one-on-one this stuff no i'm gonna tell you as a blanket because i need you to all fucking see it was like almost a look at your life look at your choices thing where it's like you see what people do you see what men do like this is a problem and this is kind of why we did this shit but at the same time too it's what's funny because like connor b cried real tears now at the end they panned to connor b and he like actually was tearing up now it's got some kind of a soul. Wow. Yeah, Pisces, classic, crying over crying over other people's problems, but not his own. Um, but the other thing, though, too, so Katie, so this is where I wanted to, this is my kind of the root of my disclaimer mm-hmm. earlier, because I wanted to talk about her chart, um, specifically the fact that now I was, I remember whenever I originally looked at her chart and I was like, oh, she has a Taurus Mars, like, interesting. I... I wonder how that comes up, yeah. like, kind of thing. And this, other than, so Taurus Mars is notoriously sensual, and they do enjoy sex usually, but Taurus Mars is Mars in detriment. And what that means is it's not a sign that, Taurus is not a sign that Mars likes to be in, because Mars is the, like, go, move, 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 fight, fuck, like, ugh, energy. And Taurus is, like, I'm trying to lay on this couch, eat this mm-hmm. food, and not do Mars things. Like, I don't want to, I'm not right. trying to exert myself. So that being said, with the detriment Mars, sometimes it comes to when I think about, like, sex, I'm always like, okay, well, you know, that's, how do how do they navigate sex in a way that is healthy to them? Because otherwise it's like, they could get in these scenarios where when Katie described, I didn't, so this is post-assault, she describes afterward, A, that she wanted to try to have a relationship with him, which is unfortunately very earthy. Like, girl, no. And, I, and she obviously right. knows that was not the choice. But, like, if anybody is hearing this conversation and is feeling like, oh, God, like, I'm going to tell you people listening, like, don't do it. Don't stick into something just because you're an earth sign and you feel like you need to stick it out and try and make it work and and do all of the the, the, 
do the work to get it done, to go through it. Like that's what earth signs want is to have someone that they can go through shit with and still make it out good on the other side. But hey, earth signs, the lesson here is you don't actually have to keep these people. Like you can literally let go of a shitty person the fucking anytime you need just because they have maybe rocked your foundation a little bit doesn't mean you have to like make them be the ones to fix it. Fuck it. Leave them. Yeah, sometimes it's just honestly better to cut your losses. Like, you are not obligated. You don't owe anybody anything. 100%. If it's not good, then go. Yeah. Get out of there. And this is, again, not blaming not blaming Katie for her choices in the moment. We oh, no, yeah. Shit, this is a hindsight Traumatized. Yeah. But I'm – this is – exactly. This is me thinking about how that Taurus Mars shows up. So that – so then – then also she talks about how she didn't want to have sex or yeah. talk about sex or any of that stuff. And then not wanting to have that se- – that's where the t- – I'm like, oh, Mars and judgment. <laughs> not that be hype for her. But it was just like, Wow. Like there, there it is because all otherwise I had already been seeing her Capricorn and her Virgo fully on display. And I was kind of waiting for the Taurusness of her to show up. Uh, and I love it. Uh, I guess also the Taurus Mars in her is very much like, no, this is my decision and I'm making it and I'm stubborn and it's mine. <laughs> um, but hang on. I'm pretty sure... Yeah, she has Taurus in the ninth house, which is what's fascinating to me also. So the ninth house is like a house that I would say rules both like research and higher education and all these like those buzzy words. But I've been thinking about lately how I think it relates a lot to like how we experience our life versus the stuff in the third house. It's opposite house, which is the the things we learn about life from somewhere, right? But But the ninth house is like how we live it, right? how we live those things we're learning how we live about all that shit and so her taurus ninth she kind of took back her power she was able to literally research learn discuss do all of that shit about sex putting sex in her forefront of like i need to reclaim this part of my life and i i'm glad she did it i love that i really love how she katie is so clearly on the other side of her saddle return it's beautiful like katie everybody is a really good example of what happens when you pay attention to saturn and what you pay which she mentions the first planet she mentions at the end of the episode is saturn (laughs) which i love that for her miss capricorn um so but anyway she really took Saturn's lessons and made it happen. And now she's like, no, like if you're not an adult, if you're not ready for this, if you're not ready to make a commitment, AKA Saturn, uh, bye. So anyway, that's all I'm gonna say. Katie, I love you. We love you. Um, I was watching with uh, my friend and they were literally like, yeah, I'm damning Katie. She's a, Katie, you're a gem, a, tr- a real, like, real gem. And I think also, one thing I also thought about in reference to Matt's season while watching this, I feel like this is a total sidebar of this episode. Um, hey, hang on one second, babe. Um, okay, so total sidebar. Uh, I think, yeah. Jesus Christ, sorry. Okay, the doorbell was ringing a bunch. Okay. Um, my total sidebar, I feel like Katie could have easily been like, could have unleashed these stories on Matt's season if the narrative of her and Matt was going differently. Like, so for instance, we're on Matt's season, right? This is an alternate timeline. All right. Dive in real quick. 
We're on Matt's season. Katie and Matt hit it off and they are doing better together. And then from there on, she tells him the dead dad PTC of I, my dad has died, la, 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 like that changed me, all this. That's the first emotional story she tells to carry her past her one-on-one and through the next stuff. She maybe unloads a little more other things about it. And then we get, because we have to meet the mom, we have to meet the family after we hear about that, right? So we meet the family, we go to Fantasy Suites. Fantasy Suites, she tells Matt James this story that she told the men here. She tells Matt James that story. She says, this is why I talk so much about sex. She gets to call back to her OG, opening her, her limo exit. She goes, this is what happens, all that. Essentially the same exact, exact same phrasing she said to the men. She could say it to Matt, just like that. Matt has no choice almost but to keep her to top two. But then most likely, because it's still somewhat of a timeline, probably picks Rachel or whoever else, picks someone else, Heartbreak edit hardcore for Katie. Katie's still the fucking bachelorette. I'm just saying she really was like set up either way, I think, to win to just to be the bachelorette. And I think that everybody being like, it doesn't make sense. She got cut at 11, no, 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 whatever. I'm like, yeah, but the producers made their decision. Like, I think that 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 that, that this this display from Katie makes me so sure that she was cast on that for that purpose. So anyway, Katie would have been Bachelorette anyway. Michelle is just our bonus because Michelle is fucking awesome. And they probably didn't expect that, but who knows? That's, that's that. Um, we're at the, after she shares, it's, it cuts the commercial and then they come back and this is when Michael starts telling us, the audience, yes. about his, uh, his wife, Laura, who passed away from uh, breast cancer. And uh, she was diagnosed in 2016, uh, the seven months after the son was born. Um, he, you know, she, he also says that he's the only, um, she's the only woman he's ever said, I love you to. Uh, I don't know. I love stories like this. Or he honestly. Said that's Katie, but either way, that's what that was. Um, but this experience, he told me, this is actually, or he told me, (laughs) me, he told me via the television, um, that, so he tells, um, so he says that he has been like the, the being here means like, this is literally the best way you could say something like this after having a dead wife being, and then going on a show like this, he says, he goes, I was, he was here. He was with her forever. Like from 2003 he met her in college only girl to say i love you to her he said that was it like that was it so they were together for a long for 16 years so at that point he's like you know what he goes i I see this as an experience to find a new love and get my life back on track off or not my back on track but like get this opportunity that i wouldn't have let myself have in real life and that actually makes so much sense to me like genuinely like him being like fuck it my wife died like who cares like i'm gonna just go on this show because they want me i guess someone's nominating me cool i guess i'll do it why not i've never done anything for myself since my kid's been alive like you know i I love that idea for him and what he says to katie later about how he's like i was nervous and feeling guilty about my son like thinking that it's selfish of me to leave 
but he says that he's like, no, my son deserves to have a happy father. And this is something that would make me happy. And he has family that can take care of the kid. It's like six weeks. It's barely that long. It's fine. Um, but love anyway, him. love Michael, that being said. But he's telling that to the men. And this is another moment where I liked Mikey because he was like, he was talking about it and he's kind of choking up. And Mikey goes, take your time, man. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, I the bros. <laughs> The show, I'm going to specify by saying the show, makes me feel like Mikey is a, he, he means well. He really, like, even if he has, like, problematic opinions or, yes. like, wow, well, you know, whatever and things unrelated to his virginity, yes. like, other things, like, whatever, yeah. he, he is not doing it out of malice. He, he genuinely thinks that he is caring about people and helping people with yeah. his business yeah and that's i'm not making excuses not trying to also almost gives me more it actually gives me no oh i know and it actually gives me more reason to believe that the ninth house of his chart aka also we were just talking about in the ninth house but we're talking about it again it did a different way of the belief systems that we hold religion falling here it really would make sense that he has a ninth house libra in that the way you said it because he's like yeah i mean he's just kind of going yeah. along with the problematic shit despite him personally meaning well that's very like libra airy bullshit of like you know i'm just gonna like do what my parent like i'm just gonna do what they say but like i also know that i'm not a shitty person and i'm not gonna whatever but also he posts about women being pure so it's like weird but also that stuff is just laced in horrible toxic virginity bullshit it's just anyway but the show itself as you said the show is portraying mikey like a genuinely decent dude which makes sense because they want the right, christian right, Trump supporter to be that guy <laughs> but whatever but in that moment it was funny when he was just like take your time man and it was like oh um also, it's so funny. Mikey is someone that makes me feel like he's younger than he is. Yeah, wouldn't have guessed that. All right. But then we're on the night portion of Katie's date, and it's just like – it's mostly just when the Thomas mess starts because otherwise it's like one conversation with Justin and then Connor. Connor, when he tells Katie, I just want to bring my whole self and be genuine and honest and all that bullshit, and he gets a kiss, and I'm just like – and then he ends up getting the fucking date, Rose. I was so mad, so mad. I was no, like, Katie, you're falling for it. I was about this group date, Rose. Like, because she starts going through, like, all the names and doing that stupid thing that they always do. And I, I don't know why, but I liked it when Tasha did it. Hate it when Matt did it. Also hate it when Katie does it. It is like, let's say everyone's highlights. Like, don't like that. Um, it's it's definitely sure. a new thing the show is taking on and telling them to do. To, like, build suspense, I'm sure. Of, well, how about this? Maybe, maybe Taisha was the one who did it first. And they kind of were like, yeah, nice, nice. Keep doing that. And then they told Matt to do it. And then they told, so that everyone, I, I, I think that that's something we're going to um, see forever, forever and ever now. Yeah, I hate it too, because it, it but it does exactly what it's sure. supposed to do, which is drum up absolutely competition, suspense, drama. And then, of course, and all the men get to hear right. the I mean, lead supposed that, front. What, what amplifies drama more than that? But it just, Supposed I remember, it. like, when she said Connor's name Literally, first, because, yeah. like, he was the first one she mentioned. And I was like, if he gets this rose, I'm going to lose it. And when he did, all I was thinking was, like, 
Yep. Katie, dude, like, are you good? Like, are you okay? Are you okay? And we know that I'm a little cold and we know that I'm a little hard. And like when someone's crying and I think that they're being slightly dramatic, like I definitely recoil a little bit, but that's just me. Um, And I feel like I don't know how anybody fell for Connor's bullshit. Viewers and Katie alike, because Katie was there in person. If I could see it was shit through my TV, how did she not see it was shit when he was in front of her? But like, what? I'm shook. I expected better of her. I think she's, it's either one of those moments of choice mm-hmm. of be, or being, I did too, but I also think that she's getting conned by Greg too. Like, I genuinely think that all of these, again, these nice mediocre white boys who show fake growth and they women are like, oh my God, yes. Like, that's why these I people also, are thirsting after these two men specifically. So- and it's such a bummer. I think it's worth noting that I'm like, we'll get to the dinner portion when Michael and Katie have their incredibly emotion driven conversation. But like Katie's ITM interview, like her talking head interview after her conversation with Michael about her conversation with Michael, like it is very apparent to anybody who is in touch with their own emotions that Katie just wants to be loved so fucking badly. And like, that's not a problem. Like that's a fine thing to feel but it's like very very apparent that she wants to be loved so bad so i feel like it's making her more susceptible to these men who are like (laughs) playing the game who are like actually manipulating the situations like i think that she's just being not trusting enough in some regards and then like too trusting in others you know yeah, no, yeah, hundred percent. Because and well, that's the other. That's another Taurus problem, actually, and also just like cap. Oh God! All right, here I am, um, dragging myself again. So Cap Venus, uh, this is her chart ruler too. Capricorn Venus for Katie is her chart ruler, so it's like her thing. Um, Capricorn Venus, you mentioned, you notice how Katie keeps talking about time. Obviously, obviously, the show is heavy on the time bullshit, but Katie herself is like. Don't waste my time. I have no time to waste. Time is important to me. Right. I don't want to waste your time. All this stuff about time is very Saturnian Venus, very Capricorn Venus. And I think that Katie, like you're saying, she wants so badly to be loved. And I think it's because of the combination of all the earth signs in her chart, her Libra rising, a Libra rising ready to simp on anybody. If they want to be in love, they will find a way to be in love, even if it's with the wrong person. Um, but the Cap Venus is like, I'm 31. I'm 30. At the time, at the time of filming, she's 30. She's like, I'm 30. Like, I or actually I think she's 31. Fuck, whatever. Either way, I'm in my 30s. I don't have a man. I'm not getting married anytime soon. I don't yeah. have any prospects like that. And I want it now. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make it happen now. She's again playing the like she's playing the clock in her own head of like. Well, I'm not on my timeline yet of getting married, so I have to do it. And so that's a Cap Venus problem because, hell yeah, Capricorn Venus, we are the kinds of people who want to plan out, like, all of our – like, we want to be able to see the future with our partners. We want to be able to – the second we start dating people, we start futurizing, like, trying to be like, okay, so let's plan our five years from now. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, that's why Saturn Venuses are, like, hard to date sometimes in that way because it's like – whoa, like, 
pump the brakes. We have met 20 minutes ago, you know? And Katie is definitely yeah, like barreling through. Like, I have no time. Yep. So it's, uh, wow. Wow. Sorry. It's okay. That Lord announced it. Because we're about to get to my favorite part of the episode. So I don't anyway. care. No, Emily. Emily. Oh yeah, when Thomas when Thomas starts talking about his bullshit and with oh my god when he talks about Kate talks to Katie, the man. It's I have so many quotes from this because I was cracking up because I went I wanted to quote him because I wanted to see the actual nothing he says because I have been saying this every episode this man says nothing at all he says bullshit floaty sweeping statements so this is when he goes she's like thomas sits down immediately and he goes i'm so grateful sharing moments with you (laughs) and she says um well i want it to i want you to like share your red flags like since (laughs) you mentioned there was a list like would you share those with me or whatever and then he goes the biggest thing I want you to know is, uh, you know, I didn't ask for, uh, I believe when two people come together for this connection, it's a reason. Uh, and then he starts going and she goes, I just feel like it's, she goes, I feel like you're dodging a question. I want to hear the red flags. And he goes, uh, oh, this is what, I'm oh, sorry. I have notes about, apparently it jumps to the men jump, talking about Thomas discussing that he puts on the charm. And I also said this immediately on the preview episode about his chart the Gemini double Aquarius, that is the charmer man who will say all of those airy fucking words, just shooting them out to the sky with no meaning behind them. He has no meaning. Gemini, especially Aquarius, God, air sign men, especially the Gemini and Aquarius, because the thing about a Gemini and Aquarius man, except for him, he's a little different. He don't, I think he's too pretty to have to do this, but most normal people you'll meet they Gemini Aquarius men tend to be those charmer dudes because they rely on their words and their brain to get them by with stuff. Whereas Thomas has never had to work that muscle. So it's clearly not that strong. Um, I mean, I've been with the gem. One of my exes was a Gemini and he had like a million interests that he could always talk about. He was always open to hearing about what I wanted to do. And he loved to keep, he's really good at keeping up a conversation, texting, all those things that, you know, we like and shit. And so I love that. And Aquarius men are similar because Aquarius, you fucking put them in any situation and they can have fun and vibe. They are Saturn ruled. So they still have a job and getting their shit done, but they're also like weirdly have a strange quirky interest but with Thomas, it's just like he clearly has no words, no no brain, just no brain, no thoughts, I just vibes, just 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 fake dated shit. Dated Gemini about men almost exclusively, with one exception that you know, obviously. But um, it's interesting that you oh, wow. say that because that is, I yes. think, the opposite of my experience. So now I'm curious about the rest of their oh, charts because so. I dated a Gemini guy that when I confronted him with, so did you cheat on me? He stood there like, uh, duh, duh, duh. oh, that's, <laughs> that's another Gemini. Did not know how to respond yeah, whatsoever. <laughs> Gotta love that bullshit. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, no, he was a piece well, of shit anyway. That sucks. Fuck that guy. Gemini, uh, great liars too. Great wordsmiths. I mean, and Thomas shows it too, where he says one thing and then he says something else to the men and then he says it again differently and he like changes his own shit all the time. Gemini, Aquarius, the mind changers of the Zodiac, both of them. They will change their mind on a flip of a dime. Um, and so then he tells her that every day this gets realer and realer and I don't want a second of doubt. And he doesn't want to say that word yet, but I want to marry you at the end. Um, and her body language here is so bad when she like hugs him, but she's yeah. like, okay. And they like, kiss or whatever, leave. Um, and he's like, I need to make this secure. And so he goes to steal and he ends up stealing from Aaron. Who's like talking. <laughs> he goes, there's one line that you clearly overhear from it that they leave in. And it's like, him saying, yeah, and it just made me really aware of my own mortality. <laughs> and I couldn't help but giggle at that because that's just dad talking about his dad having a stroke. Not like a near-death experience, not like whatever. Like a, And it was just wild when he was like, it made me think about my own mortality. I'm like, damn, dude. Okay. But anyway, steals from fucking Aaron. And this is when Thomas is like, this has been heavy on my heart and I want to express where I'm coming from. Fear and love are very similar things rooted from the same thing or whatever. Saying nothing. Here he is. And then he goes, as long as I can remember, there's been a strong energy pull to you. But, buddy, you just said that you didn't really give a shit about her coming on the show. And it just was so So for th I mean, yeah. three days you've had this energy pull to her. Um, which is also a Cancer Mercury statement. I literally really? know a Cancer Mercury man who would speak like this. And makes you think, yes, yes. Actually, he would never. My it's my mom's, uh, like, not really boyfriend anymore. They're like exes, I think. But he's a Cancer son though. But he's a, a Cancer Mercury. And watching him try to get a thought out in a way that isn't like in a million circles first. Like Cancer Mercury sometimes is someone that I look at. I'm like, please get to the point. Like, stop with your like. Well, it's just this feeling of man, and you're like, okay, great. And this is exactly what I wanted to yell at Thomas this whole time. I'm like, okay, I mean, shut I'm up. I don't care. Like, like the way to communicate boring. is be brief, be bright, be gone. <laughs> wow, look at you. Like, just say what you have to say, and on it direct. Let that be that. <laughs> yep. And then he, she says, you're so passionate about your feelings and I can tell I'm just really happy you're here. And then they kiss. And this is where I'm like, Katie, what are you doing? What are you doing? Excuse me, well? Katie. No. So whatever. But are you well? No, she's not. And then she goes, he goes in and just like lies bullshit to the men. Just <clears throat> poops out of his mouth. He's just like, he tells the men that he, oh, I had to steal. He lies because he right. was trying to make a reason as to why he had to go steal. He goes, I had to steal because I had to tell her something really important. Oh, well, what did you tell her? Oh, well, I told her I'm falling in love with her. And then all the men are like, what the fuck? You already yeah. did that? Like, clocking bullshit. And then, but then this is when she comes in and um, cuts all that off. And we get the rose handout to Connor B 
Um, and she mentions this is what I was annoyed why this is why this section annoyed me because she mentions David and Hunter and we I didn't know. even get their conversations in the edit. We didn't even get to see Give her talking David, to David. Oh, like and I guess Hunter's you could have you could have you could have assumed Hunter's was from the earlier portion of the day, but David she straight up said David she goes thank you for sharing that this this process makes you uncomfortable I'm really glad you're here and sticking by through it I'm like so David doesn't like this process process hater he wasn't getting air for being the process hater that's so funny to me huh but whatever she gives a rose to connor b and then this is then she leaves and then the men continue to be annoyed at thomas and aaron 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 is such an annoying virgo to me because he is so picky and also just so rude like he's like this man's repulsive hey i agree that thomas sucks but he's like He's like, I find it disgusting and it's repulsive. It's like such a Virgo insult of like, he's d- dirty and just gross. And I just hate being Don't talk to me, bro. Don't even look at me. Don't be near me. No, I know. And like, I saw an interesting take about like the way that the men reacted to Carl and then the way that the men reacted to Thomas. And it's like all of the issues we had with how the women were treating each other last season. Like there needs to be some kind of like rollover because – I get, you know, defending the queen's honor and, like, whatever the fuck else you want to do. But at the same time, like, there's no need to be mean. There's no need to be malicious. If you have an argument, you don't need to resort to insults. Bottom line, period. If you can – if you have a reason to not like them, yeah. Yeah. I actually feel like they did this on – I feel like they did this on purpose, too, that they wanted to give Katie men that would be sassy like this or – at least stoke the drama so that they could have that moment of like, oh, look, yeah. ha, ha, ha. See how For it's sure. just like this, Katie? Like, every time. But whatever. And this date ends. I'm over it. Uh, Thomas is like, I'm here to find a wife. And Aaron goes, this morning you were here for a platform. <laughs> that I did love. Aaron has a few good lines. Okay. He's annoying, though. I, I stand by the fact that he's a, a picky little bitch. And he probably eats. Aaron... Aaron gives me the energy of someone who, like, only eats, like, five things. And one okay. of them is chicken fingers and french fries. I don't agree, but I see it. You know what I mean? I see what it's you're saying. That energy of, like, it's disgusting. Mm. Yeah. He's not white, so he has more potential to probably be less of a picky eater. But <laughs> something about him gives me picky eater energy. Maybe he's just because just he's a Virgo. But whatever um oh and then they all he says that thomas is a cancer in this house and i cracked up because you guys are I was talking like, astrology? Cancer? no oh not a not a cancer son got it we had almost two two almost astrology moments in this episode this was one of the one. women <laughs> called another woman a cancer and it was like a she, big deal that specifically stars. used the word cancer and i don't remember i oh i remember oh my god I think that it was about Corinne. Maybe I think, I think maybe it was. I yeah. think it was someone referencing Corinne, maybe, or because that sounds. I feel like I hear Corinne being like, "And they think I'm a cancer." Yeah, I vaguely house. remember that. Ew! Like I'm gonna go nap. <laughs> I really. I feel like I remember her too, but yeah, that was not the first time that's been uttered, and I love that it just keeps you know coming around. Um. Okay, and we have Michael's date, which is like. A literal breath I of fresh sweet air compared to all this bullshit. Um, 
I love him too. And they just like drive dune buggies around in the desert. And, you know, she flips her dune buggy a la Matt James, uh, but without him in it on the before the date. <laughs> um, and he's kind of smart in the first half. He does the like classic bachelor thing where he like, oh, I can only tell you half of this. Like, I can't tell I mean, you I think that that's that we're sitting at there. So he like hints around. Oh, I I would also rather have that conversation sitting face to face rather than like if we were going hiking or something, I'm not going to talk to you about something serious while we're hiking. If I can just like look at you across the table. Right. Like let's. Exactly. It's more intimate. Um, But he uh, says a lot of really good lines here, though, where he talks about how he deserves to be the happiest dad. Like I mentioned earlier, more like this is more like a pause to work on me and find what I need. He says, I'm experiencing life all over again, like brand new, which is so precious because, yeah, like this man has never really dated. Like he's never had these experiences. It's precious. And then he says, people people say this ends at an engagement, but no, it begins with an engagement. And she's like shook. She's like, oh, oh my God. God. Wow. <laughs> She but was that's like, it, though, is that she's made it abundantly what I wanted clear to hear. that, like, this ends in an engagement. Like, if you're not ready to be engaged, do not be here, whatever. And this is, like with Hunter, like, this is a man who most definitely is ready to be married because they were married prior and did not leave the marriages because they were not prepared to be married. Like, Hunter had his business or whatever, but he looks back and he's like, I could have saved that marriage. And, like, I want – I wish I did save – whatever it is, you know? So as someone who – would you not – do you not feel, like, more comfortable when you and your partner are on the exact same page? Like, of course you do. Of course you do. So him sitting there – Right, and him saying him point blank period saying like this, he is saying all of the right things because this is an established man, which is what we were saying in the Meet the Men episode. It's like, where are the men? And it's like, we've found the men. We've found the men. (laughs) This is him. That's for sure. Um, And it's just so cute. And he again asks to kiss her. And she's like, "Uh, fuck yeah. They do look kind of like siblings are dating, Um, I will say. All right. Then we pivot. A little bit. So then we're back to the men bitching about Thomas. It's mostly just like talking about how Thomas wants to take all this focus and – whatever thomas is just saying dumb shit i don't remember hunter how hunter and thomas talk and it sounds it seems like hunter ends up being the weird mediator between thomas and all the rest of the dudes whatever but anyway back to night portion michael katie this is when he starts talking about his wife um says he's been waiting for so much of this and tells her about meeting his wife in college says um they were married in 2012. Uh, she was an amazing advocate, strong through her cancer. Uh, talks about he got really teary talking about the hair falling out and says that she ended up dying in like a room full of people she loved. He goes, he's crying, obviously. And he's like, I know it. I know what it's like to love and give everything. I finally got into a place where I'm ready to open up my heart. And Katie also says an amazing thing. Like, you could tell, again, she's been through so much of her own good shit. She goes, I know – she goes, I can only be lucky to have half of the love that you two had. 
uh, referencing his wife. His response is everything, though. She says that she in in her. No, him him letting uh, her know that like their love could be different, like unique, but like not equal. Oh yeah, the unique, just as grand. Like there's no reason why he can't have. And I think that that is. My th- yeah. what's interesting is before Katie said like I'm not insecure about this. My very first thought was like it would take an incredibly, it takes an incredibly secure person to very legitimately fall in completely into a relationship where someone's partner has died. Like X is different. That that person is not an ex. Yeah, like, that's like a that, different circumstance like, entirely. And like it takes no. a very special, confident, well, secure person to thrive in a relationship like that because almost everyone I know personally that's been in those situations it's failed miserably because you've been in that mindset of like I cannot compete with a ghost like you think that they're always thinking about them and like whatever and they haven't even started a legitimate relationship and he's already calming those fears like it's incredible projected all this shit yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Michael is so sweet with that. And and it is interesting, too. Yeah, you're, you're right. Like, Katie, any woman who dates him will have to see photos of her in their house, will have to talk about her to the kid who is his mother. Like, that will be present. And Katie, of course, of course, she's like, I'm down for sure. We're cool with that. I'm great. Um, and she says in her ITM, she she's like cry laughing. She goes, I'm so overwhelmed with sadness for his pain, but overwhelmed with what our love could be. And that's what she also said. Yeah, he talked about how our love we create is we could create is unique. Um, and then she gives him the rose and he says, building this relationship with Katie is giving me hope because she's someone I could love. If we walked away from this, it would truly be a forever kind of love. And it's all I want leaving here. I mean, that's it's true. Says. And that's also what he says too. He's, or then he, you know, he said, that if he says the words, I love twice, you to Katie, like, he precious. fucking means it. Like there's no way that someone who's been through that amount of pain and has like known a very real love is going to yeah. throw around that term willy-nilly if I was Katie and he turned around and even said at any point in this journey I love you I'd be like okay so it's for real like you're like in this yeah so you're picking him well and that's the other thing too is I feel like the second she thinks she may not want him if that's the case she will send him home like and she'll it'll she'll do it she'll do it like on a date just the two of them a real moment not in a rose ceremony it'll be like a it'll be like whenever Hannah exit uh yeah like when Hannah sent Mike Brown home she like took him on a date and like they, she was like really emotional and it was like a private thing. Um, but yeah, I also want to say that Michael is like the earthy counterpart to her. Like truly they would get a lot if they, if they picked, honestly, I'll say this, no matter who she picks, this guy is probably the on like, paper, this right is the guy, you guy for her. Yeah. like of this, of this mix. Yeah, because he, first of all, his super earthy chart will match up to hers, and he, but he's also super Venetian too, in that he's got a lot of Taurus placements, and that also Taurus placements. Taurus is, I mean, I was saying it earlier, but in a negative way. This is the the positive spin to Taurus, literally sticking with their person, making it work, and making it for the long haul. Like a Taurus is like, oh, you, you're it, I'm yours, you're mine. We lo- I love you. And we'll stay like thir- 16 years dated. Even for, when it's a bad like, idea. Over almost 10 before getting married. 
No, but yeah, yeah exactly. Right, That's what I'm right, saying. Right. It's like this is the positive where like it worked because they were meant for each other. But there's the opposite too, where it's like you stay. I know, even like that. You shouldn't be staying. Uh-huh. So yeah. Oh, so do I know every tourist <laughs> like that. Like every every tourist I know is like that. Um, and so yeah, it is quite quite a struggle with the tourist people. So he got the positive end though, where he. Well, I mean, right. not positive because she is no longer with us, but um, positive in that, you know, they got a beautiful love story, a child that he loves, yes. and he is now getting to do this. So anyway, Absolutely. love Michael. He got the rose. Hope he sticks around. Top four material to peak for sure. Um, men and the bullshit. Okay. Now okay. back to the bullshit with the men. <laughs> and Thomas. Yeah. It's just like Aaron. Aaron is such a fucking Virgo, though, again, where he, I keep noting it in the thing. I'm like, such a Virgo. Carl, he says, Carl was just dumb. Thomas, even though I don't like him, I'll admit he's a little smart, which is funny because I don't think Thomas is smart at all. Thomas is just a better manipulator than Carl. Carl was a loud manipulator, hmm. which is funny, too, because they're talking about opposites because Carl is a Sagittarius. Carl's a Sagittarius and the... Um, and Thomas is a Gemini. And the Gemini is the better liar because he's a little shiftier, where Sagittarius is very point blank about themselves. Like, all right, fuck, I'm going to be chaotic and punch the air. But and, I, and he told everybody everything immediately. Like, he told the truth when he went to go talk to Katie and it got him in trouble. But Thomas came out and was like, uh, uh, I told her I loved her or I'm falling in love with her. And then this is when he says that that didn't happen. And they're all like, oh, if you, well, if you lie about small stuff, then what else are you lying about? And all the men are waiting on this day card. And this is when Hunter <laughs> is like, well, we might as well, as well address this now. And he apparently, I, uh, he says he's apparently talked to a lot of the guys. And now he's saying everyone thinks Thomas is fraud and that he acts like he's on a campaign, uh, like you want to be The Bachelor or something. And then this is when they all start being like, well, bro, have you ever considered it? And Thomas is like, I would never do anything to hurt you. So I'm sorry it felt that way. And then they're all like, well, we just feel manipulated, man. Literally. And Thomas is like, I appreciate you for being honest. And I felt like I've always been all the, oh, I feel like I have to always have all those smiles because, you know, I'm just that dude or what. I don't, it was something vague about like that bullshit. of like, I just have to smile because I have to be that guy. And you're like, okay, no, you don't. No one asked you, buddy. Um, and then they all continue to ask, like, uh, have you been the, would you want to be the bachelor? And then he's a fucking idiot. And he goes, I can't be disingenuine, which is not the right, he disingenuous, but he said disingenuine, <laughs> uh, to you guys, which is, which is also kind of the cancer mercury of it all, where it's like, you guys are my bros and my family. So I have to be legit with you, with you. But he goes, I, uh, yes, coming on to this, it did make me wonder if I could be the next bachelor. And then it all is just like chaos, and that's kind of when it ends. But anyway, no, I this air sign man, I don't trust him. I don't trust at all. I hope she kicks his ass out immediately. I hope that fuck I it just, all. Yeah, fuck this. Fuck it. Yep. And then we have the outro. It's gonna be I the first five minutes of the next episode. So what's gonna the point? Be, it's gonna be wild. But the outro is exactly. Um, the outro is literally yes. Katie and Michael oh gosh, on their date looking so at the funny. stars and they're trying to like name planets and shit. And it's really cute, but she keeps being like, is that 
what is it? What planet? Is that a star or a planet? Is that a planet? Is that Saturn? And she immediately mentioned Saturn. And I was like, oh my God, you fucking Capricorn. But then she mentions Pluto too. She mentions Pluto the next. And she's literally been going through her own Saturn Pluto transit this okay, entire experience. Like, people, y'all don't realize that it's all happening. And so even if she doesn't know it, she's unconsciously knows it. It's in there. But really, man, very, very exciting. And I'm excited to see what comes forward because there are situations. So we, we know that next week we get Blake. We know that there are men that are in, that oh, are in later yeah. episodes because we see them in the previews in later episodes that we also haven't seen much screen time for. So like Andrew S., for example, we know that he is going to be a prime mover He's going to be a prime mover and shaker, but we don't have much background as of yet. So I'm kind of excited to see what's going to happen in the next two episodes and like the men that we will get to meet in the next two episodes that we have yet (laughs) to meet before. But also, I think that Katie has spoiled her own season in a certain regard, not totally, but something about her season. Oh, Katie is trying... Katie is trying so hard to do it too. Like she's trying to spoil it, in my opinion. She she tweeted yes. when when Taylor Swift announced that she's re-releasing Red next, she tweeted a list of the songs of she was like, I my friends are assigning songs to the men of my season, and here's some of them. And the tarot reading from the beginning of the well, show. Like she's trying every little thing to like. So the thing that I'm referencing is that she didn't interview about paradise and they asked her if she would be watching paradise and she made it a point to say that one of her exes would be on paradise but like the way that she spoke about it it didn't seem like one of these men obviously she's not talking about the season because a bunch of these men are her exes you know what i mean but the only and then we get the preview for this upcoming episode in which we get introduced to blake where you hear katie say someone from my past has reached out to me so I genuinely wonder if Katie and Blake have at any point had some kind of relationship or fling. And then she's now telling us unintentionally, she mentioned it in the interview that Blake will be on paradise. So Blake's obviously not going to win. I know. I don't know. I'm just saying a theory because that's, because it's not like any of her like unnamed or well, unknown I can't exes wait. would make an appearance on Paradise. She's not that popular of a Bachelorette. You know what I mean? Like She's not like Demi and Christian. Like That's not going to be a thing that happens. It's obviously not Matt James because he's with Rachel. So I wonder. Yeah. Good point. Wow. Well, I'm fascinated, but also, yeah, spoiler on the that but but i bet she probably thought that's yeah like kind of vague just like oh, but then well, didn't think like, that they I would include the clip of her season, saying so. the word someone from yeah. my, granted i don't know this is all speculation based on that preview so maybe i'm totally totally wrong but based on that preview i think that that is it yeah well i am as well i am intrigued i can't wait well fuck it i'm ready to see how blake how Blake can convince see, I can't wait to see how Blake convinces the men he's in Hopefully Katie. that's it. But because he was on Claire's season and then on Tasha's mm. and now on Katie's. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Wow. <sighs> oh fuck Blake. Don't right. Leo man. Well yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
Um, so, uh, ending picks. Ending picks. Um, so I chose Michael A. last week and the week before. Mm-hmm. I am going to pick Michael A. right now, but I have a strong feeling that he will not be my choice next week. I okay. I'm gonna shift to Michael A. All right, because I, I think that he has a very strong I chance with Katie now, even though I don't. Because I also really do think like. If he doesn't win with Katie, I don't want him to be the bachelor. You know what I mean? Like, I would rather him be the ring winner so he's not the crown. Like, I, don't I, th- think, I, think, I think that the show would break him. Yeah. I don't. I just think that the producers are evil. He would evil. only get women that are clout chasers. I don't care. That's really, I mean, no shade to anybody, <laughs> but like, my beef with the whole issue yeah. with the guys and Thomas, all of these men are looking for love on TV because they want to be on TV. You can go to a speed dating event in your town. There's a reason why you're going on national television to do virtually the exact same thing. So mm, the type of person that is drawn to this show is probably somebody who there's a reason why most of the contestants move to LA afterwards, guys. So I would like to keep Michael far removed from that Mm -hmm. unless they give him like an, what if they're, what if they're casting the senior season for Michael? What if this has all been in play for forever? And they're going to give him like a really nice older wealthy cougar. (laughs) I would honestly, though, live for that. Shit. Me too. Give it to me. But not uh, – I just don't want him to be broken. No, I, I would agree love for him you. to find a nice woman after the franchise. Uh, whatever. But all right, Michael, love you. We love you so much. You're the best. Go buy his merch, L4 Project oh online. You beat um, me to it. It's really cute. Yeah, Jess has really cute, got really cute a mug and a tank top, and they actually look legit. Like, it's not, like, just a logo on a shirt or a mug. Like, it's designed yeah. things. No, it's actually really cute. If you have a chance, check out the shop. I'll link that below. There's a ton of options um, for actually a ton of different causes. They partnered up with more than just – like, they've the mug I bought, um, profit proceeds are going to the Boys and Girls Club um, and, like, things like that. So – it's Michael. Plus, there are tabs on it that talk about like there's a tab that says like a story of a girl, and it's like the story of Laura. So it's it's super legit. It's really cute. Um, there's nothing wrong with giving back, obviously. And like if you want to support Michael in ways other than just watching him on the show because he's a, an angel of a human, go to the L4 project. I'll make sure to put the link in all of the notes yeah. everywhere, so you guys but can go buy some cute ass stuff for summer and support a good call. Yeah. And exactly, support a good cause, a good person, and uh, his kid, literally. So, I mean, not really his kid, but, but well, yeah, he feels good for him. Also, because he, he sent Jess his fangirling. I love him, guys, for real. Well, because do you want to tell them why? No, because no. I want to play chess, not checkers, oh, yeah. baby. You are so sweet. <laughs> well, all right, everybody. Follow us. Uh, I think I'm actually – I have an idea for a meme based on Justin's faces, many faces. So I think I'm going to finally make a fucking meme. Yeah, Sorry, y'all. I just like – nothing Nothing super like lo- like memeable has happened so far. Just like I'm not inspired. Also like whatever. I'm, I'm not a meme farm. We're a podcast. I'm not a meme farm. Us. Exactly. We're an audio content I farm. love come listen to us. 
on our episodes. That's where the good shit is. And that's where I talk about real shit. And also, it's, like, way easier to talk about, like, nuanced things. Also, like, on a podcast. Um, if you like listening to the audio, go check out the YouTube. There, yes, please. And if you like listening to the YouTube, go rate us on Apple Podcasts just to or spot, yeah. you know, just, just go, go, just go do it. Click even buttons. if you're not listening to Start us. Start clicking things. Just, you, following us does nothing. Uh, rating us just helps us. And we would like to continue doing this and also to eventually get popular enough to where maybe people will come on. I would, wouldn't it be so cool if we could do a live chart reading for somebody who's been on the show before? Absolutely. Like, just chill in, like, come on, I think y'all. if we reach out to people Let that us- are off contract, they don't need to get ABC's permission, so why not? All right. Yeah, let's do it. I think so. So that's the goal. That's the goal, y'all. Manifest this for us. Uh, Rate, review, subscribe, watch the YouTube, uh, follow our Instagram and like all our posts. And I'm hilarious on the stories. Uh, I always look chaotic. Jess is so funny. Every time she pops on the story, she's got like a filter. Because I always pop on at like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night when like I'm literally like. "Mm." No, that's always one I'm posting too. And I just look. I'm just like. "Mm." I don't care. You're getting it all, y'all. You're getting it all. All of my glory. I don't know what it is. I'll, I'll, I'll go unfiltered on my personal Instagram, but something about the podcast Instagram, it terrifies me. I understand. I also just, like, forget to use filters. Because you are I'm rapid fire, like, live responding them. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, get it in. Trying to get it in there, y'all. But, all right. Well, anyway, go follow us. We're funny. So, Jess, love Love you. Can't wait for next step. See you next week. Mm.